6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Maybe you're sleeping in on the weekend. Maybe you're going to bed a little later. Well, guess what? Uh, some researchers suggest that could be exactly what you're doing. Uh, we're over a year into the pandemic. A lot of things have changed. And for a lot of you, it has been sleep. Sleep researchers are learning a lot about how the pandemic has affected our sleep patterns. And one of those researchers is Dr. Jeff Huang, Huang of Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Doctor, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for joining me. And uh, I, I'm fascinated by your work, doctor, I have to tell you. So first off, tell me how you gathered the data to do this study that we're going to talk about. I think it's important that folks know about it and just the sheer volume of numbers. Yeah, so uh, this is actually really unique data because uh, we work with uh, collaborators at, and that develop an app called Sleep as Android. So it's a fairly popular sleep app out there, and uh, people basically, when they go to bed, they uh, put it on their mattress uh, and uh, they toggle that they're going to sleep. And when they wake up, they they toggle that they're awake. And this app lets them sort of back up their sleep data to the cloud and share it for research. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the access that we have. And what's interesting is then we can access uh, data for over 100,000 people all around the world and see when they're going to sleep and when they're waking up and looking at these sort of like long-term shifts over many years or long periods of time. I'm, I'm wondering if you found, before we get into some of those those numbers about people going, when they're going to bed, when they're getting up and the length of time that they're they're sleeping for, I'm wondering if you were able to find out anything about insomnia or anxiety, because I think certainly within the first number of months, maybe, you know, four to six months, there was a lot of talk about that. There was a lot of people, you know, in my group certainly talking about that, about having troubles sleeping, getting to sleep, being really anxious when they were trying to get to sleep. Did you find anything about that? Yeah, I think one of the downsides with this data is we don't get sort of the qualitative information yeah. about what's happening, why people aren't are going to bed later or not. Uh, I just have a general sense of, like, <laughs> that people aren't getting enough sleep because on weekends they uh, almost everyone sleeps in quite a bit more. So, uh, but the actual disorders are uh, like uh, insomniac uh, are are pretty difficult to to uh, see in the data itself. So you found that people have been sleeping longer and later during the pandemic. Did it depend on anything specific? And I'm curious to know how it varied between countries. Yeah. So. Um, over the pandemic, we definitely saw a much later wake-up time for when people were waking up uh, in North America about uh, 45 minutes later than usual on weekdays. And uh, it depended on the country quite a bit. In fact, um, in about March, uh, when people were changing how they were working, like they were uh, working from home uh, after a lot of companies and a lot of uh, places closed down, like universe, our own university, the average person that was using this app uh, ended up going to bed um, uh, quite a bit later, just in within uh, those two weeks that we saw the change. <laughs> and then it slowly sort of slid down, so it, they're sort of becoming a little bit more back to where they normally wake up, which is uh, actually, if you in, case, in case you're interested, is about 7 in the morning is when, in general, people in North America 
uh, wake up. But uh, we're seeing, they were seeing a slow slide towards that uh, over uh, the summer, and then now, and then at the end of 2020, uh, there's a slight increase again of people waking up a bit later as the pandemic kind of became a little more serious. See, I, I can see why it uh, happened off the top. You know, as people were working from home, you know, you didn't have to put your suit on. You could, you didn't have to do your hair. You didn't have to do your makeup. Maybe you weren't going to the gym. I suspect all of that played into that sleep in time. Exactly. Yeah, and I think uh, we can see a bit of a pattern because the bedtime is just a little bit later, but not as much as the wake up time, which means that it's definitely more of a case of a sleeping in thing than a planning ahead and saying, oh, I don't, uh, I'm going to go to bed later because I, I can wake up later kind of thing. So it, it seems to be an indicator that people do need a bit more sleep than they're getting. Interesting. Okay, let's talk about what's going on on the weekends. I thought this was kind of interesting. I think your your research had found that um, people are going to bed later on the weekends and even waking up even later than normal. Yeah, so on weekends, uh, on average, the uh, a lot of people wake up. I think uh, the average American wakes up about 90 minutes later on the weekends, uh, which is quite a bit. And what I saw... Uh, when I was looking at the individual data is that pretty much everyone that was using this app uh, had a much later weekend wake-up time. And this varies a lot actually among countries too. So in Canada, the pattern is very similar to the U.S. But for example, in Japan, they don't have as much of a later weekend uh, wake-up time. I think it's only about uh, 45 minutes rather than 90 minutes, so half as uh, much. But in Russia, the uh, people using the app there had a much later wake up uh, weekend later time. Sorry, uh, weekend wake up time about two hours. Wow. Uh, than weekdays. Yeah. So they are uh, they're definitely the ones sleeping in the most. Uh, and it seems to be a, maybe a pattern among the more colder countries too, like Finland uh, and Poland. I want to know what everyone was doing. That's what I want to know. I want to know what they were doing. <laughs> they were staying up later. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of actual like. Uh, time people wake up or going to bedtime, uh, there's, there's also differences between countries. Like uh, in some countries, like um, in uh, South Africa, they wake up really early. They go to bed early. They wake up early. Uh, other countries, uh, like, well, Russia is another example where they, they also wake up later. So uh, on weekends, they wake up at 10 a.m., but on weekdays even, they wake up uh, uh, almost at 8 a.m., which is later than pretty much any other country. Huh, interesting, interesting. And uh, as you mentioned, that uh, depending on what phase lockdowns were in in each country, it also impacted everything, didn't it? I found that really, really, uh, really interesting. Absolutely. So in Japan, there was actually no, pretty much no reaction due to the pandemic in terms of uh, changing sleep behavior. Like they, they were basically, uh, everyone there pretty much uh stayed the same in terms of when they were going to bed, when they're waking up. Uh, in, but in many countries, March was a big shift. Yeah. And then in many countries, you had to also see, like, in holidays, how uh, things shift. But also, like, there's a summer vacation period in Sweden that's pretty serious, and everyone wakes up much later then. Uh, and then when the in New Zealand, also, you could see that they reverted back to a normal wake-up time 
earlier than everyone else. So is that what we're kind of expecting then? So if you were to take the, the information that you've you've uh, gathered over the past year, and as we continue here in Canada to get more people uh, vaccinated, certainly in America, in the U.S., to get more people vaccinated, are you expecting to see that return to, or I guess that's maybe what it would tell you, that it would return, but I wonder how many people will maybe still sleep in a little bit more. What are you expecting these numbers to show you over the coming months? If you were to speculate, and I know maybe you don't like to do that, but I'm curious to hear what you think. Yeah, sure. I think there'll be a reversion back to, like, because we see these in other countries like uh, um, Australia and New Zealand, yeah. I think there will be a reversion back to the uh, bedtimes and wake-up times before March. Uh, I think that it'll be cool to be able to see this as an indicator of what the sort of general population is doing, right? Because there's uh, very little data about what people are actually doing during the pandemic that uh, that's really quantifiable so maybe we we're able to notice are is the population kind of going back to to normal uh, even uh, before a lot of the other data comes out. So I think sleep data is sort of this leading indicator sometimes. Yeah so what are you going to take what do you take from all of this and what do you do with it doctor? <laughs> uh, so right now we're just doing the analysis. Uh, we've been talking to and we're collaborating with some folks at Brigham and Women's Hospital uh, that study sleep and circadian disorders at, uh, at there and they're they're trying to uh, write up some uh, an article to to publish this later. Uh, but I think I'm mainly just interested in this as a sort of a uh, from just curiosity point of view. I'm just like what what can we do with this. Uh, really long-term sleep data, how can we actually help people sleep better? We're working on things like, are there uh, sleep hygiene guidelines that maybe affect individual people more, right? So can, if we say uh, some people may be more affected by coffee than others, mm. and if we can identify that and say maybe Canadians are actually uh, uh, more affected by caffeine, we can make more personalized recommendations on helping people sleep better. Interesting, and I know a lot of people just struggle, struggle, struggle with sleep. Uh, Dr. Wana, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take it easy. Uh, Dr. Jeff Wong joining us this afternoon. He is a sleep researcher at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island.